Welcome to Mindset, a guide to getting out of your own way and a blueprint for professional success. Today, Helen McCabe and Jamila Rizvi are turning fear into courage. So, Helen, what we've learned from Shelley is that courage is not this inherent, uh, unalterable trait that everyone has. It's something that we can cultivate, something that we can strengthen, something that we can learn, something that we can get better at. Do you think you've become more courageous over the course of your career? I think I'm extremely risk averse. Um, I think I've always taken calculated risks. Um, But the thing that I really want to impart to this audience is that uh, you can do that if you can look your fears in the eye. Mm. So in other words, uh, I've got a job interview, I don't want to go, I'm terrified, Um, I'd much rather stay in bed. I know it's going to be a disaster because every other job interview has been a disaster. So what I would do in that circumstance is think – what is the worst thing that can happen in this job interview? And for me, that would be them saying, you are wildly unsuitable, don't ever come back again, and I'm not quite sure how you got here in the first place, right? That would be the worst thing that could happen to me. Um, and once I've processed that yeah. and realised that that is what really bad looks like, yeah. I can work back from that and go, well, I can cope with that. Yeah. So I find courage by imagining the worst thing, Yep. And then think, well, the upside is that go they go, actually, you're amazing. So can we call you back for a second interview? That's a really interesting way of doing it. The idea of actually going into the truth of the thing that you're actually scared of and like kind of swimming around in the water of what you're scared of as opposed to sort of standing on the edge looking at it going, ah, that looks real bad, I don't want to go in there. Well, that that's right and that's because I'm risk averse. Like I don't mm. – many of the people listening to this podcast will be like, I am scared, I don't want it to go wrong, I've got too much mm. at risk, um, my self-worth's at risk or I'm already lacking confidence because I keep getting a no. Um, and I have a lot of that. Like, you know, I think as women we have a lot of that. Yep. I think we are lacking courage because life is harder on us every time we put ourselves out there. Um, so I've had to find techniques to push me into doing things that terrify me. When I think about it myself, I, I think of that concept of um, an internal and external locus of control. So this is this psychological concept that says that some of us think that events and outcomes in our life are happening to us and some of us think about ourselves as having a lot of control over what happens to us. So if you've got an external locus of control, you think that most of what's going to happen to you at work is a bit of luck, a bit of fate, powerful other people, gender inequality. And if you have an internal locus of control, you think, you know, I'm the master of my own destiny. I am someone who can um, impact what's going to happen around me. I can persuade other individuals. And when I look at something like that, I think I've got quite a, I think I've got a quite a strong internal locus of control at work. I, I do think in a career sense, I've got a lot of control, but in other parts of my life, I'm very external and I think I've got no control and I'm not good enough and I'm not sure. And from talking with friends and colleagues over time, one of the things I've noticed that is that a lot of women tend to have that external locus of control at work. And I think that there is a perception of this is this is the world happening to me. I'm not in control. And I think a lot of that does come from, you know, the the gender norms and feeling 
outside of things at work and feeling like you're not part of something, feeling like you're not welcome, which can be really scary. And I think it takes courage to say, I can change this, especially when you've had experiences in the past that have suggested you weren't able to change something. Well, well, absolutely. And I think, you know, if I think about a lot of our Jobs Academy members, they've um, tackled often considerable disadvantage mm. and been knocked around so much that sitting here and saying have courage is, you know, is yeah. a tough thing to yeah. ask of them. But our objective today is to try and help uh, uncover the techniques that many people draw on in order to do it. And I think one of the things for me has always been um, that finding that courage means that I don't look back with regret, that, mm. I, that I do have a go because if I don't have a go uh, and I sit in my lounge room and I think that it's never going to work out for me, um, it will never work out for me. So I push myself to doing the things that require a lot of courage because I don't want to get to five years on and go, why did I not accept that speech or um, write that that opinion piece or stand up for that person mm. um, when I had an opportunity to do so? Um, and so it's really a bit of fear of missing out <laughs> that motivates me alongside of um, having a long, hard look at what's the worst thing that could happen. And if the worst thing that could happen is, you know, I don't get the job or I never do that extra piece of study, um, uh, the upside often is so much better than, mm. than the potential downside. Mm. What, do you, what do you do? when it's when that fear kicks in and you've got to actually tap into courage to do something? For me, fear tends to tap in when I don't feel like I'm in control of the situation. The control freak is really coming across really? in a strong way, isn't really? it? Really? When That's I feel surprising. like I'm, I'm not in control of something. Never do this with your boss, folks. Uh, when I feel like I'm not in control of a situation, I feel very anxious. Um, when I trust the person who is in control, I'm more comfortable because I, I feel like, well, that's a good idea. You, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable getting on a plane because I know that pilot will do a better job than me. Uh, so I, someone else is in control who I trust. But in situ most situations at work, I like to feel a degree of control. And so for me, I think it's recognizing that a lot of what I'm trying to control cannot be controlled. And so I am... I think in a constant state of finding courage by accepting that it's not possible to control everything and control every outcome. As you say, if you apply for the job and you think about all the possible outcomes, well, in the end, all you can control is how well you show up in that interview, how you present, how you prepare, um, what kind of uh, things you say and examples you share. If you go into that room and the person on the other side of the table is in a really bad mood because they had a rubbish night up with a baby that wouldn't sleep and they're rude to you, that's not in your control. Um, if you walk into that interview setting and you're having a conversation with someone and they say, but we want someone with 10 years experience in X and you don't have that, you can't control that right now. There's nothing you can do with that. And so for me, I find Courage only comes when I'm consistently trying to push back against the need for control and to let go of the things I can't control and just focus on the ones that I can and throwing everything at the ones that I can. One of the other things that 
um, has motivated me on a number of occasions is looking at someone that I know who's demonstrated extreme courage. So um, I'm going to name someone who's, um, when I say extreme courage, I mean extreme courage, but um, looking at them and saying, if they can get out of bed every morning and take a couple of extra steps, Mm. um, I can apply for the job, give the speech, have the fight. Um, And that person's Taria Pitt, who I had the benefit of getting to know um, pretty early on in her uh, decision to go public with her struggle to survive a uh, bushfire that she ran into um, while doing an ultramarathon in the north of Australia and she suffered burns to 65% of her body and spent years and years and years in recovery. Uh, now runs um, ultramarathons all over the world, has walked the Kokoda Trail and yeah. done the Great Wall of China and runs her own business. So her courage is next level but I often – think about her and go, how did she find courage? What was that about? And if she can she can stand up every day with the scars and the pain that she has to endure to this day, then, you know, I can probably give it another go. I also think uh, we talk a lot about confidence and women and employers in particular talk about that a lot, that, you know, like, oh, I'd promote more women, but there's just the younger women, they're lacking in confidence. And firstly, that annoys me. But Second, I think confidence can feel really like it's a it's an ongoing state. Like if I'm to be a confident person, I will become confident and then I have to be confident always. Whereas courage feels more micro, feels more attainable, like I'm being courageous in this today. I don't have to be courageous all the time. I can get back under the doona and hide there later, but I am going to be courageous in this small act. So I think the willingness to start with the incremental and trying the, the the smaller things first and then recognising that courage in one part of our life can transfer to courage in another part of the, your life. So if you're someone who feels like you are always feeling afraid um, about pursuing what you want in your career, think about areas of your life where you have been courageous and recognise that you can do it because I bet there's been times where you know, you've, you've been there at a truly difficult time for an unwell relative. It takes, takes courage to show up when someone's seriously ill or maybe you have, uh, you know, pushed something to happen at your kid's school and you've pushed for some sort of community event to happen. It takes courage to stick your hand up and say we should do something that we weren't already doing to a whole bunch of people. Um, so sometimes it's about drawing on courage in other areas of your life to help fuel the the area where it doesn't feel like it's possible. Yeah, you always see that um, local hero who saves a child from a from a truck or a, um, or from or from any uh, catastrophe, and they you ask them afterwards what drove them, and they don't know. It's an instant courage; just becomes an instant reaction. Um, and I think that's a, a good point. Actually, don't overthink it. Um, just just tap into courage and uh, have a go, and um, don't spend that much time thinking about it. Folks, I want to leave you with one final thought. There was a study conducted by some researchers called Cotterell and Harvey in 2005, and they had all these participants in their study who were tasked with identifying their area of worry. And so they had to actually articulate the things they were scared were going to happen in their lives. And then the researchers tracked them over a period of time and kept checking in with them with these deeper questions and things. And what they found was that after the the 12-month period or whatever it was that they ran the study, 40% of the big fears uh, that were initially um, uh, identified proved to be unfounded. 
they, they pertain to an event or something happening that never happened and was never going to happen. That's 40%. 30% of the worries were retrospective. 30% of people were worried about something that had happened in the past that had already happened and they couldn't alter it. And so a further 12% were worries about health-related matters the majority that didn't materialise in the course of the study either. So if you add all of that up, you're already at 82% of the worries and the fears were not necessary at all uh, and just completely uh, consumed these people for a long period of time. So it's a it's a reminder that just because you're scared about it doesn't mean it's anything more any more likely to happen. Thanks, Jam. So in summary, our advice is imagine what the worst thing is that could happen and then work backwards from there. Risks lead to all the good things happening in your life, so not taking a risk can lead to regret. And tap into those moments where you have shown courage. There's sure to have been moments where you've surprised yourself, and they're the moments you should try to recall and tap into that sensation. Finally, single acts of courage can be a bit easier than trying to say, I'm going to be a more confident person now. I'm going to be a courageous person. This doesn't have to be an end state, a single point of being in the same way you can't achieve happiness and then just stay there forever. (laughs) You have periods of happiness. Work on those single acts of courage. Try and be courageous in the moment rather than all the time. And remember to start small. And finally, Recall that study. Most of the things we worry about never eventuate and we've spent an enormous amount of time worrying and stressing and being scared and being afraid of something that will never actually happen. Mindset is created by FW Jobs Academy with support from the Australian Government's Office for Women. FW champions gender equality in Australian workplaces through professional development, advocacy and community. If you'd like to know more, go to futurewomen.com or find out how to register for our Jobs Academy at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com.